three, two, one. You are now listening to the Shalena Fultz Talk Show, where I share stories of women who have overcome opposition and evolved into amazing entrepreneurs and powerful leaders. As a former event planner of 10 years, I am now infusing events with my exciting energy as an MC and host. Motherhood also compelled me to build a home-based business. I am the founder and owner of HBCU Legacy Fashion a kids' boutique that builds awareness around HBCUs while giving back through scholarships. You can learn more at hbculegacyfashion.com. Now that we're acquainted, let's get into the show. Dr. Ashley Little is the CEO and founder of Ashley Little Enterprises, LLC, the CEO and founder of the HBCU Experience Movement, which is the first Black-owned company to launch books written and published by prominent alumni throughout the world who attended HBCUs. Dr. Little received her undergraduate degree in English from North Carolina A&T State University, Aggie Pride, her master's degree in Industrial Organizational Psychology, and her doctorate in Humanitarian and Leadership. Please help me welcome to the show, Dr. Ashley Little. Dr. Ashley Little, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for inviting me to your amazing platform, Shalena. The amazing Shalena. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always like to start off by asking the question, what did eight-year-old Ashley want to be when she was an adult? Eight-year-old Ashley wanted to be an attorney for most of her life. Until she graduated from college, took the LSAT, and then, hey, she changed her mind and went into for-profit education. And so I've been there ever since in different leadership positions and now executive level positions. So that was the pivot that I took. And sometimes in life, we take pivots. That's awesome. You said you're in executive level positions now. I know you are a VP and you're still in your early 30s and you're a Black woman. How did you become a VP that fast? It took a lot of hard work, God, and a lot of hard work. Did I face some challenges? And I still face some today, right? Yes, I did, right? Because, you know, especially when, hey, I guess you can tell I'm in my early 30s. I guess I'm in the middle. But um, especially with, you know, somebody in their 30s, I'm over people who are in their 50s and 60s, right? Hey, but, you know, it's a new day. And so, yeah, it's been a great ride, but it took a lot of hard work and definitely hard work, dedication, and consistency with commitments. Awesome. So now tell me more about all of the things that you do. You have Ashley Little Enterprises, you do media, magazines, a nonprofit. How do you do all of these things? And tell me how you started them. Well, first I'll tell you, I get up at 4 a.m. every morning. I am very consistent about that because I believe in starting early, right? Starting early and really, uh, you know, dedicating to my craft. And well, I'm still doing both as well. So I'm still in corporate America by day, through entrepreneur by night. So I'm all about, you know, making sure I have a calendar, making sure I have my to-do list and really being committed to my visions and goals. Um, yeah, the way I balance it all, that, that would be how I do it. And so actually the enterprises really consists of, as you stated, my media, coaching, consulting, speaking, all of that. So that's my parent company. And then of course it breaks off into, you know, we talked about, you know, my media where I have talk radio and TV network LLC where I have, that's my main uh, media network. And I, 
Guaranteed the Table under that. And I created that show, Creating the Table, the platform. So I interview high-level entrepreneurs and business owners and celebrities and influencers that are really creating their seat at the table, building their seat at the table, sharing their successes and failures, and being able to help that growing entrepreneur, right, that might not have access to them. And then I also expanded out my brand, Creating Your Seat at the Table, to Creating Your Seat at the Table International Magazine, where I highlight amazing people nationally and internationally. I also have my magazines in Africa and Jamaica now. So I'm excited about where the platform is going and really serving others and building it to highlight amazing people. My December cover had Les Brown on it. He endorsed it. So I'm so excited about where the brand is going to go. That's amazing. And, you know, there are so many people who want to get into um, different industries and be like where you are today. How can they make their seat at the table? God first. He's, he's always going to be first. For, I don't know who all's listening, but definitely he's first in my life. And second, serving. Serving others. I can't stop. Serving others have put me at tables that have blew my mind, you know, have really opened a lot of doors for me. And going into it with a genuine heart, right? Not looking for anything. Going into it with how I, how can I help you and how can I bring value to you? And I know when I started out definitely on my media journey, I started out co-hosting with an amazing lady, Tammy Collins Marquis out of Houston, Texas, who've been in the game a long time. Because I'm a believer that your mentors and coaches should be 30 steps ahead of you. And she really put me on some major platforms and in some rooms that I that I probably was like wow right I interviewed my first layup through her and so you know just you know, like-minded people who are where you want to be right right that's good so that would be the first step <laughs> serving yeah. others Perfect. genuinely not trying to get something out of it so how how should they go about reaching out to people that they want to serve like you know sometimes these celebrities or people who are on these higher levels, 30 steps ahead, they may be like hard to get in contact with. How can someone do that? So with her, you know, the way I approached that was I just sent her actually a Facebook message, right? I sent her a Facebook message, introduced myself because um, I had been listening to her show for a while anyway. And also before I even became a co-host, I was sending people to her show to be interviewed. And so I'm a natural connector. I love meeting people yeah building real relationships with people because the power of relationships is so important because they're worth more than currency. And it's so true. Um, I was sending people to her before I even, um, even talked about co-hosting. And so I was building my table and didn't really, really didn't even know it. Right. And so I knew that she had an amazing show. And then she had reached out to me a couple months before wanting me to come on her show. Cause she had saw the book, Dear Fear. And I wrote my first book and I came on there. And after that, I was just sending people to her. I was just sending them to her. And then I reached out and I was just like, okay, I, I love what you're doing. I see, you know, all the great things that you're doing. I would love to see how I can continue to bring value to your platform and co-host with you and told her that I wanted to continue to grow in the media and you know I've been she's been my mentor and didn't even know it right because sometimes I got mentors they don't even know they're my mentors too you know everybody should have those right and so I really just reached out and I, I think a lot of people miss that part about shooting your shot right either they're gonna say no and if it was gonna be no I was gonna keep going I was gonna be persistent and I was gonna reach out again later and you know so and that's what I tell everybody shoot your shot that's good you said something you said that um relationships is like the best currency Mm -hmm. And it's better than money. Like that's a gem. That's you dropped a gem there. That's so true. I, I think that um, that's something that people should recognize more often. You know, if you want to create a seat at a table that you do have to build these relationships with people. So good gem there. Now you also have a nonprofit. So, you know, 
you have the media company, but then you also have the nonprofit. Tell me more about that. So my nonprofit is Scholars. I'm one of the co-founders along with three other amazing women from my hometown. And we all went off to college and we're doing some great things. And we wanted to come back and really start where we where we first made it, right? Which was Anson County. I'm from a small town outside of Charlotte called Waysboro, North Carolina. And the goal was to go back and help our young African-American females that are getting ready to, you know, graduate from college, whether they were going to a four-year school or maybe a community college. We wanted to be able to help them financially because we all know how it is to be a college student, right? We know how important it is to be able to have somebody to help us. And so we created a scholarship and it's been going on for now three and a half years, going on four now and they have a process they have to go through an interview application process they also have to write you know why they think they deserve this scholarship community service all of that plays a part in who we select so i'm so thankful for that because it's all about reaching back and i'm of course we're going to continue to expand the um definitely the nonprofit, but we wanted to start out where we were made first right okay so you're also an author and um, you wrote a book about basically facing your fears or going through fears. And uh, tell me more about like the inspiration behind that book and just, you know, what the book was really about. Yes. So I've been writing for a while. I'm sure you know this. <laughs> and so I'm a 12 time bestselling author. But of course, when I first started out, I was part of a collaboration project. And I know Shalana probably remember this, we called Dear Fear. And my chapter was called Dear Fear, You Can't Have My Power. And I shared some things that I never shared with the world because I am a private person, absolutely. But I knew that I had a story to tell and I needed to share my story. Did I want to always share it while I was in that process? No, because I was getting ready to be vulnerable with the world and really share some sides that my family didn't even know about, right? Ooh, and so yes. that you know, going through different traumatic seasons of discrimination in corporate America, you know, as I continue to grow within my leadership positions and getting as executive, executive level positions, as I stated earlier, it has not been an easy ride, but do I want anything easy? No, I know it comes with it, right? And so during those times, yeah, I wanted to quit. Sometimes I doubted why I was in the position. You know, I had all kinds of feelings, right? But I, at the end of the day, I turned those lemons into lemonade. And so, you know, doing those challenges, they really helped me and pushed me out into entrepreneurship to want to create my my own legacy, be able also, also ever let somebody put me in a box, right? Because, you know, I was at tables with people who were older than me, people who did not look like me. I was the only black woman at many of those tables, right? And so, you know, as black women, we go through, you know, as still today, different changes and as, definitely as we continue to grow up different ladders and when we're at tables with our other uh, people that are not our race, especially people that are not our gender either. When I'm at a table with all Caucasian men is just me as a black woman. So I faced a lot of, you know, traumatic changes. And I talked about that in my book. And I'm going to tell you, it was very, it was healing for me, but it was a very emotional. Every day I cried writing that story, um, as well as sharing about my grandfather, who I had never lost anybody that close to me until 2011, when I lost my grandfather to cancer. And I went through depression for three years and nobody knew that I was going through it. That's why I tell people, you never know what people are going through. So be kind to everybody because I was smiling every day. I was still going through life. I was still achieving at work, but I was hurting in the inside. And then, you know, I had another, I wrote about my father experiencing cancer a couple years later after that. Thank God that he made it through that. 
but you know, it really took me back in a flashback with my grandfather. So, you know, I talked about all those things, you know, in my first book. And I remember my book side and I cried the whole time. So I'm going to tell you, my first book was more of a healing to process for me. And also it just shows the power of storytelling and being able to know that our stories do matter. It, you don't know who life you want to save or change. Yes, I'm glad you shared it. I'm glad your father turned out okay. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned, you know, being at the table with, you know, people who did not look like you, not the same gender as you. Yeah. How, were, how did you navigate through all of that? You know, um, definitely being confident in who I am, right? Being confident in who I am and knowing why I was there. You know, I'm there for an assignment, you know, um, I deserve to be at the table. Also knowing that I deserve to be at the table and not letting anybody, you know, uh, belittle me or put me in the box. Despite the challenges that came with that, I still uh, remained confident in what I was assigned to do there. Um, I knew I was there to help the company save millions of dollars, help to grow the census and really help change lives through education by growing our census and, you know, putting the right people in positions as professors and career services department because the ultimate goal is making sure the students succeed, right? Because they're paying us so we got to make sure that they're getting the best education possible so I had to look at the bigger picture of while I was there and mm -hmm. understand that you know when you as you continue to grow it's not going to be easy and understand that it's a process for everything but it's all about how you handle it right now did I always want to um you know handle it <laughs> the right way that it needed to be handled right being the bigger person no because sometimes it was some hurtful times right but I had to learn that that's part of the process and I had to take those uh, different feelings that I had and really remember why I was there and definitely putting God first and that's really what helped me <laughs> yes definitely you said something about knowing your worth I think yeah. you know as women and as black women we can um that imposter syndrome can show up and yeah. <laughs> it can show out if we allow it to so just going into the situation and really understanding like you said I belong here like I worked hard to get here I have the same credentials if not more credentials than the next person sitting at this table I, I'm supposed to be here and I'm sure that's what got you through those tough moments with people who probably were looking at you like why is she here right right right, yeah. right. I know so we have to work 10 times harder, right? It's just what it is, right? We just do, even though it's not fair. But knowing that I had to work 10 times harder, but also knowing that I did the work to get where I was and I'm going to continue to do it, you know, right here now, right? Regardless of what's coming at me, I'm not going to let people distract me from the bigger calling. And because right. those things will happen and people will try to get you off your game or throw you off because they don't want to see you there. And so I really had to remember that too. And it took a lot of mentorship to have mentors in my life. Like I stated earlier, there were 30 steps ahead of me that had been through some things, you know, that I could really uh, talk to as well. Right. So let's get into the HBCU experience movement. We are both Aggie, so Aggie pride. <laughs> Tell me more about that movement. Yes, the HBCU experience movement, LLC, is a collection of stories from prominent HBCU alumni throughout the world sharing their stories of how HBCU, how their HBCU has motivated the people they are today. And we are the first Black-owned publishing company to publish prominent HBCU alumni stories throughout the world. And so the goal of me creating that movement was to increase young alumni giving and to increase HBCU enrollment because everybody thinks you have to have thousands of dollars 
millions of dollars and start giving back. No, we want to change that narrative and we want to change it with our young alumni as well, right? Because they think we just go to homecoming and that's it. No, we give back too. And I wanted to think of a creative way for us to share our stories, right? So people can really uh, see these amazing people and uh, the journeys that they had and how their HBCU has molded into the people they are today. And it started in 2019, as you know, at A&T, had 44 authors that we gave back thousands of dollars, started an endowment there, went on to Tennessee State last year, created an endowment, great success. Virginia State, we created an endowment with them in a partnership. The president endorsed it, so great relationship there. Then we just did the first ever HBCU Queens edition where we're partnering with the Kings and Queens Conference, and that was amazing. Had queens from all over sharing their stories. That was the first time they had anybody to ask them to share their story, which I thought was amazing. And then we uh, did A&T again in this past September, 54 authors, and we had the A&T for Willie Dees, a lot of amazing, legendary people in the book, which was amazing. And so now I'm continuing to go to more schools and bring out more this year, but the goal is to touch all 107, and I will touch all of them. And I'm working with administration, right, you know, uh, creating these endowments and partnerships, and I'm continuing to build more than, of course, just not a through books, but also doing other things with them too, to continue to build this movement, right? Because it's what it is, right? We want to change this narrative and create legacy. And I've been able to get the books in a lot of the school's archives as well, and going to continue to do that. So can't wait to see um, all the things that we're getting ready to birth through it as we continue to connect with more universities, because it's important that we show the importance of our HBCUs, that, hey, I, you know, I, I, I can be at the table with John and Lisa, right? But I went to an HBCU and I'm their boss, right? And so, yes, we are doing amazing things. We got to highlight our stories and share them because we're not documenting them enough. We're talking about them, but we're not documenting them. So it's about creating that legacy and leaving, them, leaving it behind for the next generation. That's awesome. I, I love it. I love all the things that you're doing, how you created your seat at the table, how you're sitting at the head of the table. <laughs> what other advice do you have for someone who would like to be where you are? I would tell them to serve. serve. Definitely. And I, I'm going to go back to this because I am always say it. Put God first right. and serve. Right, serve and figure out how you can bring value to others. You know, like I said before, I built my platform off helping others and bringing value to others, and it has opened major doors. So that's what I would tell them: serve, and then you know, get invest in mentors and coaches who are where you want to be. Because I think a lot of people miss that we can't. We kind of always want things free, but you got to invest, right? You got to sow. You got to sow your seeds, and then when you sow your seeds, your harvest will come. Oh my gosh, that is so good. I that that's so in the seed part. If anyone asked me, you know, <laughs> what one of the number one things would be, it would totally be sow those seeds because I've done that and I've seen the return on the investment. So that's a good one. Definitely do that. So okay, I would love for you to just give us your life motto, what you live by, or your favorite quote. I look you do. We can all win because I do believe that. We can all win, right? I think are so stuck on the scarcity mentality no like you know you missing your blessings that way when you got that scarcity mentality that you don't want to open doors and help other people because you're scared they might get ahead of you right even if they do get ahead of you you should be happy right because your blessings going to come so we got to get rid of the scarcity mentality and understand that we can all win and also i live by philippians 4 and 13 i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and so that's what would be what i would leave with the audience today shalena i just want to say you're doing amazing things loving what you're doing always have and i'm oh. loving the legacy movement with the babies i love, I love it 
Thank you. Oh my gosh, we'll definitely have to partner with that. I, yeah, okay, yeah. so how can everyone reach you? If they want you to come be a speaker, they want to work with you, whatever it is, be in your magazine, how can they reach you? They definitely can find me on Facebook at Dr. Ashley Little, um, on Instagram at underscore Ashley A. Little, Clubhouse Dr. Ashley Little, and LinkedIn Dr. Ashley Little. That's amazing. Thank you again, Dr. Ashley Little, for being here today. You are welcome and thank you. And I can't wait, can't wait to see all the amazing things that I know that you're about to birth in this season and this new year. And I know you're going to laugh at me, but everybody, I pay my tithes as well. You need to do that. <laughs> yes, pay those tithes. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, take a screenshot, tag Shalana Fultz on Instagram and let me know what your favorite part was. And never forget, you're doing your best and your best is good enough. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.